welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. This is Jessica. I will be hosting you today, um, and I'm here with author Aurora Asher to talk about Sanctuary of the Shadow, which was ridiculously good. Um, it's one of those books that I got the galley of, and it was an it was an electronic galley. And, and like you know, for those for those who are not in the know, a galley is like a preview copy. Um, and sometimes they'll send you physical and sometimes they'll send you digital. So I got a digital one and I was reading it and I was 50% of the way through before even realizing it. Um, and I'm like sitting there and I'm like looking at, you know, my, my percentage, which those of you who read e-readers, uh, it's, it's kind of handy for, you know, for you. And I'm just like, how did I already get halfway through this book? It feels like I literally just started it. It's that good. Um, so welcome, uh, Aurora Asher. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming. Um, so yes, Sanctuary of the Shadow is so good. It's got everything anyone could love. It's got a really nice fantasy world, which um, it's like, it's there's some good world building, but the characters are fabulous. Um, you know, it's like, does not take you very long into reading it where you care about them, which is always a delicate balance I find in fantasy. Like sometimes I find like the world building eclipses the characters and I'm like, okay, well, this is all really cool, but why would I care what happens to this character and vice versa? And like, you had such a good mix here. I loved it. Um, So tell us about Sanctuary of the Shadow. Tell us about Tell us about Harrow. Tell us about Wraith. Tell us about Salazar. I just loved this book. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I guess characters are really, I don't know, they're they're always my favorite thing to write. And um, everything, for me, everything else in the book, it's always like secondary to my character motivations. So I think I love that that came through for you because it's important to me as well. Um, yeah, these characters actually... I um, wrote my one of my first books I ever wrote. I wrote a four book series. I've never published it or did anything with it. But um, I had at the end of this series, I had these two characters that died. (laughs) And I was really sad, but they had to for the story. Anyway, so when I started writing this fantasy, I was I was thinking of those characters. And I was like, um, what if I took them and put them in a fantasy world and gave them their happy ending? <laughs> so that was kind of what inspired their characters from the beginning. So it was almost like you wrote an alternate universe for them. Yeah, where totally, they yeah. where they lived. Like you you wrote you wrote like a fix it fix AU for your own <laughs> character. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I can't deal with this. It's too sad. I need to fix what I've done. I love it. Um, so first of all, yeah, this book was so much fun to read. So this is the story. It's this, um, you know, this world where there's there's different magical beings. Uh, there's elementals and there's, you know, like kind of like a past where there was um, a war between different queens and um, deities. And Harrow is 
the last of the last in her line. Um, she's living at this circus. She's much older than she appears. She's got these abilities that she's sort of trying to get by on acting like she doesn't have by acting like she has them, which I it's like is one of those things that I don't want to say too much about because I don't want readers to be like going in thinking they know all this because it's it's mm-hmm. much more fun and much more compelling to just see her dealing with it. And then there's this other creature um, who is captured by basically like, I don't know, slavers. They're called flesh traders. You know, they see him. They're like, well, we don't know what he is, but we're going to chain him up and sell him to someone who buys these beasts. And that is how um, Wraith ends up in the same circus where Harrow is. And the two of them are just drawn to each other immediately the sparks fly but they have complicated destinies and it was just a really great journey to go on and um yeah so um talk a little bit about like world building through characters because that's something i think that is sort of like a um it's a balance you know like you don't want to get too info dumpy when a character mm-hmm. talking, um, but you also don't want to spend so much time describing the world that you're losing something. So how do you find that balance? Yeah, I guess it's it's kind of the show versus tell thing. Like you have a character that you want to show has a certain personality trait. So, I mean, I guess a good example would be Harrow versus Malaika. Harrow's very like empathetic. She's very compassionate she has a big heart um and then whereas Malika, her best friend is very she's very stubborn strong-willed so like um I guess something that I I like to focus on when I'm writing is like what what would their body language do like when they're talking and interacting more than just saying like she's like that she's like that you know like yeah using the yeah using language and description to kind of illustrate their personalities you do that ridiculously well and especially with um with a character like Wraith who is you know right off the bat there's something within his past that is probably very unpleasant but at the same time just the you know when you do describe his body language and you do like you feel for him and you're just like there's you know there's so much within what's going on that even he himself doesn't understand and then just again you know when it comes to harrow and how she's she's experiencing her visions and she's sort of um, contemplating the world that she's in it kind of is the same and also i have to say like salazar was a really fascinating character to read as well yeah, I I, I I love him. I have to say, <laughs> I, I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's one of those characters that man, did I not like him at points, and I liked him at the same time, and he was just super super fun to read. You know, he's like the person who runs the circus, and there's like he's got a lot going on behind the scenes, and like he does things that could be considered good but at the same time he 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 exploits these um mm-hmm. these 
people who are in his circus who he's supposed to be protecting. So I, again, it just like really like the characters had so much dimension, which again is why I feel like I sat down with this book and was 50% of the way through without even realizing it. That's good. <laughs> that was my goal. Yeah, that's definitely my goal. I, um, I really like writing Salazar's character for, for that reason. You said like, just, he just, his motivations are so complex. You know, I never, I never quite knew what he was going to do, but then when he did, I was like, of course he did that, you know? <laughs> so that's like one of the things that I really love, like, like um, when I'm talking to writers, you know, just sort of about their process, do, do the characters write themselves? Did you know what was going to happen at all times? Um, who threw you, uh, who threw you for a loop the most um yeah I think I think it is good to say the characters kind of write themselves because I often have a plot and then as I'm writing it you know there's a conversation and someone's motives are just like totally off what I expected and then I end up completely going somewhere else and I like giving myself the fluidity to kind of change plans like that and uh yeah definitely I think the person who was the most challenging was Wraith to write in this book because I, I really wanted to capture like his, like he's so confused. Like he doesn't, he has all these instincts. He has these feelings, but he doesn't really know where they come from. But at the same time, they're justified to him, if that makes sense. So yeah, I had to really like soul search kind of to like get in touch with his character and, and try to like connect and really feel what he was feeling when you started writing it did you know where it was going immediately um like did you know what the end point of this book was going to be uh yeah no definitely not <laughs> I really had no idea um I think yeah I, this book was kind of writ like a catharsis for me, like I mentioned that other series that I wrote that I didn't end up publishing or doing anything with as of yet, you know, maybe one day, but it was this huge project and it took a lot out of me. And that was the first time, the first thing I ever wrote. And um, when I started this down the line, um, I was just like, I really just want to explore some ideas and feelings that I had, like as like a leftover byproduct of finishing this other huge project. And, um, and I really didn't expect it to, you know, end up where it is now. Like everything that's happened with this book, I was, I've been totally like blown away. <laughs> so it's been really exciting to see what came out of it. Was your other project, so it wasn't a fantasy series then, your other one? No, like I also write paranormal. So it was, ah, that okay. was a paranormal romance. I have another series that's also paranormal that's, um, I've indie published. So like I have like other, this was my first fantasy that I wrote, but I've read a lot of fantasy and I've always really loved the genre. I think as a kid, it was fantasy was the only thing that I read. So what is, um? so what's like, what are some of the favorite, your favorite uh, fantasy series that kind of inspired you? For this book? Ooh, I don't, I don't even know if I could even say that there was really a, anything I think it was more like real life things that inspired this book, like traveling, seeing things. Um, I live in Montreal, which some people would say is like the circus capital of the world or one of like circus is really huge in the city. And 
I never really knew much about it until I moved here. And then I started, I have friends that are in the circus and I have, I've been to, you know, multiple shows and it's like, it's such a fascinating world. And I think that was really where I got the idea for the circus from. Do you think there's going to be more in this world that you are going to write? Yeah, definitely. I um, have I have a second book written already that's in edits right now. Um, I think for sure there'll be three books. There might be more. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to see as I as I start plotting, like how many I think, but at least three. I can say for sure. So how did you um, like how did you get started um, just sort of writing in general? And like when you began writing, did you always sort of um, map out how many books would be in a series? Yeah, I started not at all. Like I've, I think I've always been a bit of a chaos writer. I still am to this day. Um, I started writing after about it was like three years, maybe of like really obsessive reading. Like I found the romance genre when I was in my twenties. Um, and I had this really boring job. No one ever came in. I just sat there all day and I was like, I need to do something to entertain myself. And I started reading and I, I didn't even really know the romance genre existed. I hadn't read a book in like 10 years. And um, I started reading um, Vampire Romance was the first thing. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And I was hooked. And yeah, I think it was, it was about three years that I was just like nonstop, like reading everything I could get my hands on. Like it was like at that time I, I was like, I would just sit and read all day. My, my husband was like, who are you? So, yeah. And then after that, it was like it was kind of natural for me to just transition into writing. I had been a little bit into writing as a kid, nothing serious, but it was always kind of there, something that I fell back on. And it just kind of happened naturally. The um, genre of this book. So it's fantasy, but I think the, the genre that that they're calling it is romanticy, which it means it's um, it's fantasy. It is quite spicy, though. Um, and that is not a criticism. I don't say though as a criticism. It's more of, hey, just so you know. Just so uh, you know. Just so you know, there's some juicy, juicy scenes in this book. Um, did you find that it was very just natural to sort of like blend what, you know, blend those two things? I mean, you said you um, read a lot of vampire romance. Um, I find it very funny now that, you know, a lot of people are sort of looking for more spice in their fantasy as well. Yeah, I guess for me as a reader, um, it was just, I was like, my mind like literally exploded the first time I read a spicy scene. I was like, I didn't even know that you could do, do this. You know, I was like, what? This is a thing. So it's been, it's always been something that I really like to read and just, like, and it's not just for the sake of having it. It's like all about the characters and how they interact. And it's like the next natural step for them. And it's like, I just want to be part of that as the reader. So yeah, it's always been something that I like writing and I like putting in my books. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about how much popularity like romanticy is getting now because like when I started writing this book, like you asked if I had any books that inspired and I was like, not really, because I really didn't know that there was that genre of romantic romance fantasy. Um, 
So like, I'm not saying I invented it, but I think I was just kind of in my own little world. And then I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. And people are excited about it and loving it now. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think sometimes there are times when it's like things are out there waiting to be discovered almost, you know, there's like Mm -hmm. enough things I think that can sort of, that sort of touch on that genre that you could say hey this is also romanticy but i think it just also took a few people just looking at it with fresh eyes and being like there is a really nice market for this um out there and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah this is like it's done it's done really really well in your book um again i just love how all of your characters their motivations just seem really natural their interactions seem natural you know you you sort of there's like a there's a point and I don't want to give anything away where um both Rafe and Harrow are sort of discovering certain things about themselves and about their pasts and it's so good because it immediately had my reader's mind sort of dissecting things that had happened before and been like you know like is this really how it is though it it, it kind of like had my um my senses up because when things as as one knows you're 50 percent of the way through a book and if something seems almost too convenient and to fit too well it probably doesn't (laughs) (laughs) That stress point when everything's going really well and then you look down and you're like only 50%. You're like, oh no. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, and of course, and you're just, you know, it's like you you want to be like, okay, you know, with the characters, you're like, you're yelling at them and you're just like, come on, like, <laughs> smart. You know, it's more than this, you know, yeah. like there, you've been around long enough to know that there's more nuance and no matter where it's coming from you should probably question it um mm-hmm. so i mean it's, I love it's that. like that kind of blinders like i'm not ready for this so i'm just gonna pretend i don't know about it exactly exactly so yeah. i loved that um and again i just um i really was it was really like rooting for both rafe and harrow as star-crossed lovers uh the cover of the book is gorgeous by the way um, did you yeah, I love it. That? Thank you. <laughs> Pardon me? Did you have any say in that? No, it was all Brie Archer. She's part of uh, Red Tower. And like, they were just like, how do you like this cover? And I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, wow, I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Um, when is this book due out? January 9th. So definitely check it out. Um, as we've been saying, romanticy is a big uh, thing now. But I, I still, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of like, I feel like there's always been a space for it. Um, we're mm-hmm. just seeing, we're we're just kind of seeing it find its its just right spot. And I, I think it's great. There's so much, so much to go on. Um, check this book out. Um, do we, do we know what the second one's going to be called? We can't say yet. We don't know yet. I don't even know yet. <laughs> so it's right. it's a book, but I don't know the name. Before we go, um, as I have heard, you are kind of a fan of uh, redeemable characters. 
Yes. So who are some of your favorites throughout all genres? Oh my gosh. Feel free to I, just well, love me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking like I always, when I watch a TV show or I read a series, I always go straight for the like villain. And um, so I'm just thinking like when I was younger and I watched uh, the Vampire Diaries, I immediately was like, oh, I love Damon. Like, <laughs> I hope we go with him. So that's, and that's been one of my favorite shows. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of Cressley Cole's Immortals After Dark series. That's another paranormal romance. But and like she's so good at taking like the, the master villain and making them super lovable. So like Lothair, he's another vampire, actually. He was always one of my favorite characters in that whole series. And it's always the like super evil, misunderstood, you know, like, and I'm just like, yes, we need to do that character. I love them. Oh, for sure. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up on Buffy where, I mean, like my favorite characters, almost all of them, not all of them, my favorite characters were almost always the characters that kind of started off where you're just like, oh, you. And then by the end yeah. of their arc, you're like, oh, you, and you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love ro the romance genre, because you don't have to worry about them dying if they're going to be the, <laughs> the main character. It's like my safe space. Because, yeah, I remember watching Buffy. I was, like, gutted by some of the events in that show. Oh my God, so much, so much. It's so funny <laughs> how formative I feel like that particular series was for so many people totally. who are like It just sort of, um, I don't want to say it redefined the genre, but it brought more people to it, I think. Mm -hmm. And it just- I think it reawakened yeah. it kind of, yeah. Yeah, and it gave a space for, I think, people um, who maybe felt like they weren't, like they didn't feel, you know, I, I don't want to say seen because it had its own issues that way too, um, for sure. Mm -hmm. Buffy was absolutely not the most diverse and it had its, it yes. had its problems um, Definitely. As, as per its creator. But, um, you know, I think that what it, what, one of the things it did that I particularly enjoyed was um, as a fan of anime, I liked having a character like Buffy as the badass who kind of kicked butt. Mm -hmm. um, and there wasn't a lot of that in live action American TV. Yeah, she, I think she was one of the first kind of like female leads that wasn't just like, like she was a good female lead like that you could really like identify with. For sure, and flawed as well. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed Harrow as a character as well. I thought that she was really great. Um, I, I I really just her whole sort of world, her memories, just sort of how she went about things before and after she and Wraith came together just was explosive. You know, it's like you you kind of like feel like her going through her day before and then suddenly just that whole like meeting, it just was on fire. It's so good. Awesome. That's so good to hear. So check this book out. Um, it will be in bookstores and libraries January 9th. Very mm -hmm. good. All right. So once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Libraries Turn the Page podcast. My amazing guest today was Aurora Asher, uh, the author of Sanctuary of the Shadow. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page.
it's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.